podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and uh, welcome back to the Big Strong Lesser Boys podcast. Yeah, where promised uh, we would come back and do some bits and pieces, some podcasts for you throughout the course of the season. Um, so here we are. I uh, hope you're enjoying a little bit of a break from the doom and gloom that has been Leicester City for the last year or so. Um, and literally just as we, we started there, Ric Flair joined us fashionably late, but always um, somehow perfectly on time as well. But look, that music there, if people remember, that was the original tune that, that we started this podcast with uh, all those many moons ago. So we thought we'd we, we'd go with that one today. So look, uh, Rick, Jordan and Jack are here. Um, Jordan currently um, kind of James Richardson-esque sat outside a cafe in London, headphones plugged in with a beer. Um, George, how are you, my man? Are you well? I'm very well, mate. I'm a bit conscious that it might be a bit loud, but um, as you said, I'm going for the Gazzetta Italia vibe. Or the, the, it weren't Gazzetta, that was the paper, wasn't it? What was it called on Channel 4? But I'm going for um, the James Richardson vibe, mate. Yeah. Um, very, very loud a lot of people eating and drinking. I've got a pint. I'm pretending I'm on holiday. There's no football. Thank God the season's over. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Um, just been for a run, mate. And I, I missed you by about an hour, I think, in Battersea. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very well, mate. You? Yeah, mate, I'm good. Um, and then it brings back memories as well of, of being in Rome. And we were in a, in a cafe there, didn't we? And you got the Gazetta out um, back then as well. It's maybe just a, a little bit different now. But but Jack, um, you're here as well, of course. Um, Hi. And I've just seen your dog, Wilf. Yeah. Not that was named, Wilf, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Wilf. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't got another dog. He's not named after a footballer. He's not anymore. Boris, Boris Johnson's yeah. son. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm all, cheery? I'm, good? Yeah, I'm all right, actually. Um, I, I, I said this before we went on air, but, um, but my wife said to me yesterday, she's like, you've been in a really good mood for the last two weeks. And I was like, yeah, there's been no football on. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm good, you know, doing... You know, lots of summer weekend stuff. It's it's nice not having to watch us be shit every weekend, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, um, I won't lie. Uh, I've also not particularly missed it, although um, I'm conscious of saying that too much because uh, a little while ago, I thought it was only a few episodes ago, um, somebody commented on, on one of our posts saying that I make it sound like the, the podcast is a chore. I was like, well, no, it's, it's not. I really, really like doing the podcast. I genuinely do, but I have a quite... A dislike for for Leicester, and that's not you my like fault. Watching Leicester play, not yeah. at all. I really don't. Um, Rick, good evening. How are you, mate? You good? No, mate. Horrible. Um, <laughs> why? Why now? <laughs> fucking weather. <laughs> what is going on? It's, it's June, and it's this hot already. <laughs> I mean, the the best thing about this country is because the weather was always crap, but. If we got good weather, I'm, now I've had enough of it. I've, I've, I'm on about my eighth different outfit today. Um, <laughs> I'm, well, hence why I'm in an England shirt, because I've literally been through everything else. I've had a number of baths, 
I thought Jordan would like me to put this on. I was hoping he might have the Italian anti tracksuit on, but uh, yeah, no, really hot, mate. But um, yeah, it's nice that the football's supposedly not ruining our weekends, but I miss it. I do. I need that at the fulcrum of my mind <laughs> to have something tangible to moan about because I'm now onto the weather and I don't know. <laughs> All sorts. Mate, yeah, mate, you, you surprised me. You surprised me. Not necessarily the, the weather, but the fact that you, you are missing the football. Um, but on the on the weather, I can't imagine, mate, it'd be it'd be um, nice in that caravan right now, unless if you've, if you've got aircon in there. Well, so I've, I've, we've not been out in it since uh, us boys had the little uh, the little giggins in there the other week. But I did have to nip down to take some stuff um, to li- to my wife's mum and dad's. And um, I did swing by and um, I put some stuff in. It was very, very sweaty in there. Mm. I, I almost like sauna-esque. In fact, yeah. I said to them, if they, if they do want a little Swedish sauna vibe, then get in there because, um, yeah, hot. Mm, no, um, not surprised at all. Um, right, so. How are you, Jake? No one's asking how you are. I'm good, yeah. mate. I'm, I'm enjoying the sun. Unlike Rick, you'll never hear me complain that it's too warm. I absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, look genuinely. at you. That's what? why I look at you. <laughs> <laughs> what does well, that you're mean? pristine, whereas I'm a fat Neanderthal. So. <laughs> oh, mate. No, and I you've got it. an ice bath now, Jake. I do. Um, I've been in it twice. Good man. And, um, yeah, do you know what? I, I, I did it the first time, and I'll be honest, it wasn't very cold, or it wasn't cold enough because, you know, I've as you know, I've been putting off getting an ice bath for a while, even though I, I, I needed one. But I've been putting it off for ages, quite frankly, because I don't like the cold. Like I, I despise it. So anyway, I did it once. It was it was cold, but not freezing. Fine. Um, but then last week, um, my legs were genuinely really, really aching from the gym. So I was thinking, right, why don't I actually use the ice bath for what it's for? as like a, a recovery thing. Did it. And honestly, um, my legs felt loads better. So um Boys, if, if we still have some kind of sponsorship from, from any ice bath um, company, then, um, yeah, they work. They're good. They're we, good. Could get us, we could get us three in the ice bath live and then Rick can have his bath with Bombay Mix <laughs> next week. <laughs> yes, he could. He could. And I suppose um, we'll have our first modicum. I'm not sure if Rick's used modicum already, but there was there was no Dean Smith haircuts for us, was there? We said if, if Dino kept us up, we'd we'd get the haircuts. And I, um, I reckon and, I've inadvertently had a Dean Smith haircut, though. <laughs> how much was it it wasn't it wasn't four pounds but since moving i've really struggled and the other day i was like i I reckon my fringe has gone very dean smith so (laughs) i've not been egged yet but i've had the worst of we got relegated Mm. and i got a dean smith haircut so um but look um on tonight's episode what we're gonna do is um we are gonna do some alternative end of season awards but but not overly we, we will go through kind of some of the alternatively funny we can laugh at it now kind of moments and we'll, we'll we'll go through that we will do a bit of who are you and then we'll talk about kind of where we're at so far I mean in, in all honesty no real surprise the club hasn't done a huge amount um so far uh despite the less than eight weeks to go yeah exactly um still no manager um I think they're probably gonna interview Dean Smith another three times um yeah and uh and yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about where we're at at the moment in terms of them players as well but before then um we've got something exciting uh we want to let you guys all know about yeah no we, we are genuinely really excited by this so on 
July the 29th. So what's that a season, a season, a week before the season gets underway. Uh, we're going to have a live event and um, the big, strong Leicester boys live podcast. We're going to be doing it at the Memphis hub um, in Wigston, Leicester, 29th, July uh, tickets. I believe Jack, will they be live and available to buy by the time this goes live? You can buy tomorrow? them now. Yeah. yeah you can okay. Buy them now, but we haven't so, publicized it yet. No. Um, so look, we are going to be doing it. Um, it's all for charity. So we, we, we absolutely want you guys to, to come along. It'll be a week before the start of the season, as Jack says. The plan is that not only you have us four, I mean, how could you and what could you possibly need more of? Um, but look, we're, we're going to have a Leicester legend with us. I'm not quite sure who that is yet. Um, we have spoken to a few uh, and it will be a good one. We absolutely promise you that. And also, I've spoken to him today and he's bang up for it. Uh, Jersey Bud is, is going to join us as well. He's going to play some music and, and join on the panel as well. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet uh, all the links for this as well on the, on the relevant social channels, but yeah, the big strong Leicester boys going to do a live podcast on July the 29th. It would be lovely to see you all there because otherwise we'd look really stupid if none of you turn up. Um, but Rick, how do you feel about that, mate? That should be good, right? Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it, pal. Um, bit nervous because obviously people will actually be coming to watch us as opposed to just accidentally <laughs> finding us on Spotify or YouTube. So a bit more pressure on us to actually bring some decent content. But I mean, we will have a whole summer of ammunition of moaning, won't we, about all the mm. <laughs> the things that Rugkin and the like will have um, not done. So, yeah, it should be good. What yeah. time is it? Are we doing early evening, are we, I assume? Or what, what do we? has that been decided yet? Yeah, it has been decided. Uh, I think doors open at seven and we're yeah. on at eight. So yeah, drinks, drinks at six. <laughs> yeah, there will, there will be drinks there. The bar is open. So Good. I'm going to get blasted. <laughs> and and when Rick says that, he absolutely means it. Um, so, yeah, uh, tickets now live. We've tweeted out the links. Um, so yeah, please do buy them. As Can't I said, go back now. Now we've announced it as well. No, can we? exactly. So we, we are we I'm are scared. going for this. Yeah, no, don't I, be. I think it's just be. dawned on me. Like. <laughs> no, well, look. The, fortunately, we're going to have Jersey there, and we're going to have a Leicester legend. So whilst we will be there, Rick, you can just get bollocks at the end on stage, <laughs> um, and the other guys will there to kind of take the pressure off the rest of us. But look, as I said, all the money goes to charity. So please do support him. Please do come along, and hopefully it goes well, and we can we can do more of them um, throughout the course of the season. And uh, I'll just say big thank you to Liam at Memphis, who's helped us organise that. He does listen uh, and did suggest us uh, as, uh, as as guests at the venue, which is amazing considering the lineup of guests they they have there. I think they've got Dean Richards in a few weeks, and then they've got us four perhaps turning <laughs> up. So thank you to, for for doing that, Liam. Really appreciate it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, right then, lads. Should we move on to these? end of season alternative awards. I think that um, I was kind of toying with this one because we, we said we were going to do this as the season we're ending because there was genuinely no real end of season awards that we wanted to do or any that we could have possibly really handed out in any kind of seriousness. So we said we'd do these alternative ones. Um, then the season finished and we kind of didn't get quite round to doing it. Now it's been a couple of weeks. So I was thinking, have we now missed the boat? But actually, I think it's, it's probably better to do now because... We can laugh about it now, whereas maybe a couple of weeks ago, it was still a little bit too raw. So um, I did stick this out on social media a few weeks ago and um, for people to suggest some potential awards for us to discuss. Um, lads, of, of what you saw on there, are there any that you'd like to put forward? And then we're kind of just going to discuss 
some of the the nominations then decide between us um which ones we're going to go with um so yeah any any suggestions from any of you i th- this isn't really a suggestion but one thing mm. i've noticed in the last few weeks that i keep doing i just keep saying we'll be fine to everything <laughs> I, just, I just we'll be fine we'll starting be fine. to sound like me jack yeah we'll be fine, we'll be fine. um I was at the pub earlier, actually, and there was a guy who's a Liverpool fan, but and he had no idea he was doing it. But I counted about five or six times over the course of a couple of hours where he kept saying, "That's the beauty of it." <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I just wonder, seeing he's, he's a Liverpool, Liverpool fan, fan, yeah, he's I just left. wonder if, if Brendan, Brendan left his mark. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, in in the years because... to come, all of us will be saying that's the beauty of it, and it's in our own hands. That that that's the mark that Brendan left on all of us. <laughs> Quality. I, I have, I have actually got one. Yes, go on. Vintage Leicester City Player Tweet of the Year Award, and okay. the players have been adding to that in the last few weeks, and you know, to varying degrees of sincerity. So, so are we? That's, uh, is that's this, a good one. Is, is this our end of season goodbye tweets, or we're sorry? All tweets, of them. All the ones. Over the course of the season, best tweet. Okay, I mean, it's going to take some doing, right, to beat James Madison, what, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Keenan Jewsby Hall calling someone out for uh, yep. um, writing something mean about him was, was up there. Mm. My favourite one is Johnny Evans. Leicester will be back. I won't. Good. What kind of right. captain is that? So, right, honestly. So, we've got three nominations here of James Madison's now infamous post Southampton. We'll be fine. We've got Keenan Jewsby Hall um, quote tweeting a podcast or a tweet which criticised him, then asking why they've dug him out. And then Johnny Evans, Johnny Evans, goodbye, (laughs) saying, we'll be back. Yeah, go on, Rick. Well, it wasn't so much a tweet, but I loved it when, because Castagna's done this a fair amount uh, over his career. He's always really negative about us when we've been, even when we've not actually been that bad, he'll say we've been shit. And I remember he came out and he slated us uh, really went to town, and then I think like Rogers was asked about it the next week, and you could tell he was really annoyed that yeah. Castagna dug us out. And I really like that. And that was at a time when everyone was still very pro. You know, we we're all going to be okay. But no, Castagna called it early. He called it about two weeks into his career when we were, <laughs> he was like, "No nah, crap." Yeah, <laughs> I have a slightly left field nomination as well. I don't think we've actually discussed this all that much, if at all, even in. The WhatsApp group. Did you see Danny Lamartis? No. Just, just the, the him leaving the club yeah. and just doing one of him sat there. I, but yeah. I've never actually heard Daniel Lamarty speak. No. And this this is why I'm, I'm pushing this one forward. I realise there's a, a squeaky noise coming from my microphone, so I need to change my batteries in a couple of moments' time. Um, but, yeah, so Daniel Lamarty, when you think about it, guys, he's now arguably, after all, Brighton, the longest-serving member at the club, longest-serving player. Vardy. 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 Vardy and Albright, and then Daniel Amati, you know, often forgotten of being in that Premier League title-winning team. So he's been here a long, long time. And obviously all the players eventually start doing their goodbye messages. And he waited a couple of weeks, like the rest, and then just tweeted a picture of himself in his car. That was it. And then deleted Leicester and everything out of his bio, and that was it. We've never heard Daniel Amati say anything, and that's going to be the end of him. And then he went for a coffee with Pochettino. (laughs) (laughs) As you do. Imagine if he ends up at Chelsea. The bloke moves in mysterious ways, doesn't he? It's like, you know, I mean, nothing surprises me after what we've seen yesterday with Telemans. You know, what what you think is going to happen with footballers 
and the way that you think they're going to perhaps sort of interact. No, Daniel Amati, it's it's his world and we're all just guests watching. Um, and it'll be our pendant that he'll be lobbing over his shoulder. Um, won't be sadly in a cup final. It'll probably be in a testimony or a friendly at the minute, but yeah. That's what I was going to say, Rick. If he ends up at Chelsea after that pennant throw in the changing room, they will be so good. fuming. Well, they're probably good, more fuming that they've signed Dan Amati, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it, I, I yeah. remember when, he, when he, um, he broke his leg, obviously it was overshadowed by more tragic events, but we stood by him when he broke his leg when a lot of teams would have fucking got rid of him. Yeah. Quite him, George. I'm not, I'm not on Twitter, am I? Send him a strongly worded letter. <laughs> <laughs> Written with a, with a quill. By <laughs> owl. Um, the, the leaving videos, Perez is, I, I don't follow Perez anymore on any social media, but someone sent it to me. And I mean, that was completely bizarre. It was about the same goal about nine times. <laughs> Which one? I haven't oh, seen oh. it. I don't no. know. He didn't score that. I, mean, I think it was the Southampton no. one or something. Yeah, I was, was going to say, but can't yeah. say I paid too much close attention to it. But it was, yeah, it was sort of different angles of the same thing. Mm. It's like one of those YouTube highlight reels when you, you know, when we signed Hossein Kaibi, yes, uh, <laughs> and it was basically just like one video of him like chasing Ronaldo for fifty meters or something. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, I, I do love those Fine. montage videos that people stick on YouTube, and when you actually watch it closely, they stick some cool music on it. And then you actually watch and think, was that video actually that good? And quite well, often, cut it out before yeah, he gets the ball. Exactly, away. Yeah. and it's like, yeah, oh, that. that wasn't that good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I had to, had to run off there. So have we um, got our nominations for for worst tweet of the year or worst social media post? I, I, I think those. Tielemans signing signing for Villa is quite a bad one for me well, personally. But, but that's not a social. Media. We'll, we'll get. We'll right. get. I've got a separate one for okay. Fiori. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm willing to admit, Jack, that I got a bit emotional watching his goodbye video. And then Why? yesterday... Don't let him drag goes, you in, George. No, he, he doesn't care. Cup. He won his FA Cup, so I can't really criticise him that much. Agreed. When, when you think he's wound his contract down and he's thinking, oh, I'm going to go and play in the Champions League and he ends up mm. at Aston Villa, think, oh, my God, like... Yeah. But George, George, hold, hold these thoughts. Hold we'll, that, we'll, talk, we'll talk yeah. transfers and we'll talk Yuri a little bit later on. So social media posts, look, it's, lads, it's got I, I am... Hasn't it? it's got yeah, look, we've had some bad ones. Uh, I think all of them are equally bad. I think Johnny Evans is actually a close second. I don't... I, I, I did tweet this out and some people actually replied saying they didn't think it was that bad or, you know, he's, he's a man of a few words or whatever. But I just think in the context of him being our club captain and offering so little throughout the course of the season. And, and that's all he could muster when, when other people, I mean, even if the, the rest of the, 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 the posts by the other players have been either done by agents or, or whatever, the fact that that's all Johnny Evans could come up with. Um, I actually do think it's a close second, but unfortunately, James Madison and that tweet, that's going to follow mm-hmm. him and kind of tarnish his, his Leicester career, which is kind of unfortunate, but I also think that is the reality. Um, well, he'll be fine, won't he? Of course he so, will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in terms of his Leicester legacy, that yeah. does it, it's quite quite incredible to say, but that will actually tarnish it, despite the fact he's been a very decent player for us for for a good number of years. But but yeah, is, is Mad has taken this one? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, um, right. I'm going to put someone put one forward now. 
And this is um, the award for the worst post-match interview that we've had this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, quite a few. I'm going to I'm going to throw in some options and then add two because um, I think there's quite a lot. And you can even go with the first game of the season when um, we threw away that lead and Brendan Rodgers came out at the end of the game to say that the players were tired, um, despite the fact he'd made just one substitute and it was the first game of the season, which kind of set the tone, I think, in many ways for then what you know ensued. So I think that one's bad. I think you can go with the Brighton game when Brendan Rodgers came out afterwards and said that the fans were making the defenders and the players nervous. Um, despite the fact we were conceding yeah. on average four goals a game. Apparently that was our fault. Um, <laughs> I'm also going to go with Crystal Palace when Brendan, again, came out yeah. and said that he thought it was it was too warm when it was about... That's going to take some beating. It was 15 degrees in March. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a man who doesn't like it much (laughs) other than 10 degrees, so I agree with him. But these are elite professional footballers, not 14-half stone urchins. Yeah. I bet these Uh, last few days he ain't moved. Well, I was going to say... I did think of Brendan and his chap lips yesterday morning when I was like, oh, how's, how's the man going to cope with this? <laughs> yeah. Um, any more to add to those three? Are they all of Brendan Rogers, or have we got any others well, to add? Well, we're missing the blatantly obvious one. Come on and then, that's, George. That, that, that's the beauty of it. It's How many arms. times, though? Was that after or in a pre... Was that a... Pre, was that a pre-match press conference? I'm pretty sure his last one was... Was it Palace? I think that was the last one. Yeah. Was it? I think so. Oh, could have been. Matt, Madison, Madison's after Fulham was pretty bad. Yes. Great it suggestion. Like, it was. I can't remember exactly what it was. The, the, but the players like, left. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. They weren't, weren't hungry enough for something. Yeah. That's a very good suggestion, Jack. I knew Jews, I was getting Jews, one. Jewsbury Hall did one after Newcastle as well, where he it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really understand what's happened there when we were three down <laughs> inside 10 minutes. Mm, yeah, Jewsbury Hall. I'm trying to think of any other player. That's yeah, given... oh, I am. Jo- yeah. Johnny Evans at the end of the season going, we've all just said goodbye to each other. Yes, Jack, you took yeah. the words right out of my mouth. So, yeah, again, Johnny Evans. He's one after the Liverpool game was pretty bad as well. Um, oh, same so... fighting spirit next week. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that was it. It was like performance wise, can't you're not pardon. Can't knock it. Yeah, all, all we can do is put in that same level of effort can't for the next it. two games. That bloke, yeah. I mean, he summed it up. Do you know what I mean? When you think about it, I mean, it was just, and yet we're in talks supposedly for a oh, new deal for him. I mean, he's had more injuries. He wants to work at the high level. The island manager, Northern Ireland manager, has come out and been like, oh, we, you know, I assume he'd want his last career to end in a different fashion. Mm. It was like, Sorry, mate. I'm a bit rich, isn't it? The yeah. Yeah. Plays in bloody. Yeah, the bloke can't yeah. run. Mm. Yeah, they, they pick players from League Two. I think, I think Johnny Evans will be okay <laughs> in that Northern <laughs> Ireland squad. Um, yeah, and, uh, he's always fit. He's always fit yeah. for Northern Ireland. I was, I was literally about to say that as well. Miraculous, isn't it? Always picked for Northern Ireland, but never fit um, for us. So, um, I mean, I do think that you can't understate how bad that first um, post-match press conference was in the first game of the season when he made one sub and then said the players were tired. I was like, well, yeah, Brendan, 
why don't you try making some subs? And I do honestly think that set the tone because we were we were winning that game, weren't we? And um, yeah, I, I don't think it's quite the worst. I think personally, I'm going to go with either Rogers post Palace or Madison post Fulham. But that first one, I really do think it set the tone for what was then a dreadful season. Yeah, I think it's the weather. I mean, I've, yeah, got, I've just thought of another me. one, but yeah, it's got to be the weather. What's the other one? Well, what was it post-match or pre-match when he basically admitted that he only picked Danny Ward out of loyalty mm. um, for 26 Premier League games? And then, you know, he admitted he weren't good enough, but he, he stuck with him out of loyalty for being faithful as a number two for so many years. And, you know, I think we've all admitted that had Everson probably played the, re- the whole season, we wouldn't have got relegated, however crap we'd been in every other facet. So mm. that... I don't know. That might have been a pre-match one, though, before the Brentford yeah. game where he got picked. Early, I'm not early sure. In, throw another one in. Yeah, go on. When, early in the season, you know, at the end of last season when he was like, we need about seven new players. And then he said, because we need to sort of shake up, a healthy shake up of the squad. And then he said, oh, I was talking about the culture. Culture, oh, culture yes. reset. <laughs> Brilliant. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he, he I've weren't wrong. About, I know, I've forgotten about. I've forgotten about that. Wait, wait, stop it! I'm going to go for Johnny Evans. I'm going to go for Johnny Evans. I know it won't be a Brandon one. For yeah, <laughs> you've just been relegated with the seventh highest wage bill in the country, and then you're going. Oh, we've all just been say, been saying bye to each other in the changing room. Well, well and George, you're right actually because. He also got relegated <laughs> at West Brom, and they yeah. they were a disgrace that season as well, well weren't they? He stole a taxi in that season as well. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I mean, well, that Uber ratings, dog shit, and all. <laughs> I said that was La Manga as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they were in La Manga. Were they? In, in, no, they're in yeah. Barcelona. You sure? Same, 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 yeah, same Spain. thing. Yeah. Yeah, Portugal, Spain. <laughs> Seven hundred um, miles. Same. Yeah. Right, final vote. Jordan's gone. Johnny Evans, Rick, Jack. Um, which one? Palace for me. The Heat. Yeah, Jack. Palace Heat. Yeah, I'm going to agree. There are some corkers in there. There, there really are. Um, but it's a I tough think call. complaining about 15 degree heat um, in, <laughs> in London in March. It's that's for me. It yeah. was the with the home game. No, it was the was it the home game that he did it? I can't remember. Yeah, it was, that. That. It was October. Oh, yeah, it was October. It was about 15 degrees. It was a balmy October afternoon. Yeah, it was 15 degrees. It wasn't hot. To be fair, what I like about that is, like, obviously some of the other ones have really angered me, but that just, I was on the deck howling. It was brilliant. Honestly, I could Banter. have sworn it was the away game. I thought it was a wind up. I thought some, because I, I didn't, I was away for that game and I saw mm. that and I was like, it's not like, Got to be taking the piece. But that's, I think. I think at that point, I think we all like it was like Rogers. He deliberately now just like he's desperate to go. He's going out. He's going out with a bang. And I, I found that I was like fair play to him. But no, it wasn't, was it? He was genuine. <laughs> right. Moving on to the next award. Um, Rick or, or Jordan, if, if you've got any you'd like to put forward and for us to discuss, I do have one. Yes, Jordan. Let's hear it, mate. Go on, mate. I'm going to go for the the most ridiculous thing that the football club has done this season. That's a um, long list as well, isn't it? It's a close call between... There's, there's quite a few. A close call between the must-win Everton game when a Tannoy message said, could you please sit down? <laughs> yes. No. Um, 
the incredible moment of playing Blossoms before James Madison scored against Tottenham. But for me, it has to be the fucking coconut. Coconuts. What on earth? How out of touch can your owners be with a fan base? Oh, Leicester got the best owners in the country to get a free donut and a free beer. Not anymore. We didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are some good ones. I mean, I'll be honest. I think the Tannoy telling people to sit down during the Everton game is going to take some beating. I do. Um, but I bet you there are loads of ones we can't remember because there has been so many. Is, is there anything that jumps, springs to your mind, Rick? Yeah, I mean, can it be on the actual playing side of things? Because there's two decisions that are... One's going to be a bit left field that people don't really give a shit about, but I genuinely think it's... Is anything to play. Well, no, no, no comment on that. But deciding to play Will Alves, our most highly rated academy player, in an under-18 game the day after he'd come on in the Carabao Cup for us, and he, I mean, at that level now, he was, I mean, he was taking the piss. He was, but fair play to him. And then some little cretin uh, mm. assaulted him and did his the ACL. Player, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, okay. You know, he will have wanted to play, no doubt, I'm sure. And that, it, you know, it, it's more down the pecking order on the decision who would have made that. It wouldn't have been first team decision, but that that's come back. Uh, and again, actually, uh, going on the academy again, Sammy Braybrook, another very talented youngster, was set to go out on loan and we decided to play him in an under-21 game the day before the January transfer window ended. And again, ACL blown. And it's mm. like, just don't play. Just get him out on loan. Get him away from Seagrave where like, it's like a mine going off. Um, that were a couple. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I'll let One Jackal have a couple. Yeah, I, I think... I think we, <laughs> you're one foot in the sea grave. I think we uh, avoid football related decisions and stick to, you know, okay. The, yeah, but because, because again, I think, I think those kind of transfer dealings, Rick, there's a, there's a category on its own there, which I think we can, we can right. get to. But yeah, things like telling people to sit down, things like the ticket situations, things like the coconuts. Um, Jack, have you got any to add? Gold badge on a blue and white kit. Jordan doesn't like the badge, does he? Oh, I don't get why it's gold. It was like a nice kit, and then they made mm. the badge gold. Um, but yeah, uh, non-footballing related decisions. Yeah, so like it's not happened on the pitch that we can't directly blame John Rudkin for. Uh, <laughs> I keep going back to not signing any players, playing Danny Ward. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It'll come to me. Mm. Um. I'm sure there's more I can think of. The coconut's the one that really sticks out for me. Okay, so coconut for you. I, I for me, it's it's the telling people to sit down. I just it's it's almost kind of what we alluded to the the, the last game of the season. Now, I know it is slightly different, but when you know we we're talking about if we had stayed up, had we gone on the pitch, and we wouldn't have done. Whereas at pretty much every other club, they will. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just think that us as a football club, we're so polite, we're so nice, yet I feel that the, the club view us completely differently. Um, and yet in what was an absolutely must-win game, where the atmosphere was generally for the first time in a long time, well, there's very few occasions where it was brilliant and it was really good, the Everton game, for for someone somewhere to... Because to, the thing is, when you think about whoever's had to do that tannoy, like bear in mind, like 
I do stadium announcing stuff, right? And I actually envisaged this and pitched this the other week. If I was doing that job and somebody had come up to me and said, look, can you just make a quick announcement to tell everybody to sit down or to be quiet? I would have looked at them and thinking, are you serious? And I, I don't think I would have been able to bring myself to do it. Or I certainly would have kicked off and say, look, are you sure? You know, you, sh- you honestly think that's, that's what I should be saying over this, over this tannoy. Um, I would, I'd love to know whose decision that was and who sent that message up to the guy who, who then had to make that announcement because I'm sure it wasn't him. But um, I just find that absolutely bizarre. I honestly don't think that would happen at any other club. I really, really don't. Speak, speaking of announcements, when they played losing my favourite game at half-time when we were taking <laughs> down to Liverpool. It's a great one. It's a great one. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. And yeah. straight after the Everton game, weren't they trying to push the new £63 Leicester shirt just <laughs> as we've been relegated? That was up there. Am I getting this season mixed up with another? There was some daft initiative on ticketing that they did and there was just chaos. Might have been the first part of like the um, mobile, mobile ticket. Yeah, but it's been chaos to get in at every game this season. Yeah, mm. there was one thing that was just horrendous. I can't, that might have been last season, season before. Um, mm. I mean, ticketing's been pretty much a disaster, hasn't it, all season, particularly then with the initiative stuff for the, for, for the away tickets. But I think, whilst I really love the losing my favourite game, again, Whoever, because they wouldn't have done it on purpose, but the moment that person realised that they were playing that song at that time, it's too late then. Um, and you would have felt awful, but you can laugh about it now. But for me, telling people to sit down during the Everton game is, is for me a, a clear and winner here. Jake, in that same game, Liverpool fans were singing about Firmino and they put Firmino on the King Power scoreboard. Yes. <laughs> and they just carried on singing it for about 20 minutes. Among what? two mates. Yeah, so they my, did. Yeah, my two what? mates were in the Liverpool end. Well, he was Firmino sat on the bench. And the Liverpool fans are then serenading him. So what we did is we put Firmino on the big screen. Yeah, and well, we should my, be booing. We should be booing really and drowning them out. We put mates, him on the bloody screen to to encourage them to sing louder. Yeah, my two mates in the Liverpool end. They couldn't believe it. They were yeah. like, "What on earth are you doing?" <laughs> that is a good one as well. Oh, wow. Um, but still, I'm going with, with Tannoy. Sit down. Jack, what's your vote, mate? Coconuts for me. <laughs> coconuts. George? Just 100% coconuts. What? <laughs> just just have no is... cultural relevance to Leicester. Like, but, what? The worst thing is, you know there will be Leicester fans, and some may be listening to this. And if you have kept one of those coconuts in your house, and you've still got it, and it's gone mouldy, throw it away. People will have oh, taken that home, hundred percent. Yeah, and kept it. That's exactly the kind of thing my mum would do. To be fair, she'd stick the coconut in the hand bag, throw it away, um, Jill. You yeah, don't need it. she's probably honestly she she she'd hoard a couple. I'm sure she would. Rick, what's your vote, mate? I think I'm gonna have to go with coconuts because they <laughs> okay. are the shit, aren't they? Shit. Just what's the point? They're I agree. Mm. I'd rather what have a, the point? I'd rather have a watered down piss, Shang. Out of a coconut. <laughs> okay, then. Right. Coconut is the winner of... Um, what was even the category for that one? Uh, worst decision made by the club or weirdest, yeah. strangest. Um, so I think then we then got to do strangest football decision made by the club this season. And again, oh, there has to be loads here. So I, I'm talking kind of more like transfers and, and players related. And again, you know, you can go from the summer... You know, 
letting the, the club, club captain Kasper Schmeichel leave a week before the start of the season and not replacing him. Um, selling Wesley Fofana a week before or a couple of days before the, the close of the transfer window. But I, I believe they got about £5 million up front from Chelsea for it and then didn't reinvest hardly any of, of that money. Um, uh, this is my personal favourite, and I am able to laugh about it now, was that when we headed into the January transfer window, Leicester had a a um, a, a real lack of wingers. I think we, we did not have a lot of wingers. And that was kind of the the goal to go through January and have more options in the wide positions. When the January transfer window closed, Leicester had fewer wingers at the club than what they started the January transfer window with. And um, that's still, I find absolutely, I mean, I'm not going to go as far as say hilarious, but baffling and one of the the, the most bonkers decisions the club made um, all season. Um, And then when inevitably Harvey Barnes got injured and Tete was crap, we then went back to having no wingers. Um, so that I find that one absolutely bonkers, mm. yeah. And ending the month of January with fewer wingers um, than what we started with when we didn't have enough wingers to start with. Um, any other suggestions? That I think there are quite a few here as far as transfers and player business goes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've said it already before, but despite all of our struggles in the summer, and that financially we're supposedly needing to cut our cloth accordingly to have offered Jack Harrison £100,000 a week. Get over it. No, because it just shows. <laughs> I, honestly, just shows I would have preferred him to Tete, and I probably would have preferred him to Harvey Barnes in the end. So, No, 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 no. It's not <laughs> Harvey Barnes, but no, I get oh, but, but if he. If he came in on 100 grand a week, though, Jack, nothing's changed from the oh. situation that we've gotten ourselves in. 100 mm. grand a week for Jack Harrison. Yeah. I'd rather give you 100 grand a week. Well, yeah, but that'd be a good investment. You're a better um, Jack. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks so much. You've got a cultured left foot, haven't you? Yeah, it's sure. It's, I do have a left foot. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what, what? Hang on. No, it's gone. <laughs> come back to me. Come back to me. Let okay. me let me think. There's another Jack, one. Jack, Jordan, any others you, you want to throw in here? Signing some shit Brazilian winger called Tete. That's got me up there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he, he was really, really good in the first game. Bad, no, bad. It's honestly, it's it, it will be one of the biggest mysteries to me what happened. Because he's up there with Lacto Zolt. But he goes but, Zolt. Yeah, Lacto, yeah, yeah, Zolt Lacto. You gotta be I think this is peak. I think this is the absolute pinnacle. Because I remember when we signed him, right? Do you remember what I said? I said he's got the easiest job in the world. All he's got to do is not be shit. Because we've had no good right winger for years. I said, so you gave him the kiss of death, no, not me. Don't you dare put this on me. No, yeah, you, you're not <laughs> worming your way out of this one. All you had to do was not I'll be crap. It, mate. And, but 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 I don't know how you go from being that good on your debut, right? And this is away at Aston Villa, you know, a decent side. So it's not like at home against, you know, a shit team. And he was brilliant. How, what what on earth happened in that period to then just being completely looking like he had won he a lested. competition? But he, he do you know what I mean? I've, I, mm-hmm. Again, result Lachko, right? 
actually went on to have a decent career. Ended up playing like in Fiorentina. Did he get Lazio? No, it's Fiorentina. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, he was playing Syria. So like he went on to play for bigger and better clubs at that time than when he was at Leicester. But Tete, Mm. I, I, I don't know. I I literally don't know what happened. I am fascinated to see what happens to him because obviously I did, you know, I I do rate, I still rate him (laughs) because prior him getting to us, he must be good. He did. He must be. He ticked everybody. He wasn't that good good in France, though, was he? He was all right. He 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 was solid. He was was second or third, like, highest in goals, assists, shot creation. He was up there. And and League League and to Premier League usually tracks quite well. So, you know, there was enough there to think, yes, Brazilian. (laughs) Also, you know, I can't remember what I'd read, but like Martin Glover had tried to get him at uh, Southampton and had conversations with his agent stroke dad. might be the same person. Can't remember. But he was almost like sign at all costs from the scouting department um, message. So you're like, yes, here we go. So, Mm. you know, I I got swept up in the bandwagon. So did Alex Barker, the supposed European (laughs) expert. You know, if we want to have a pop, (laughs) <laughs> um, let's start with it <laughs> there's, Rick there's definitely a player in there but he probably there came is. over he probably came over seen us in training and thought fucking hell what have I signed up for here but exactly. again though George I, again when, when he first signed I've never seen a player more excited hmm. and more happy to be at this football club and then obviously started perfectly what happened well, I, I, think Jack, I think Jack nearly hit the nail on the head because when he said Zolt Lachko, what I thought he said was he must be lactose intolerant. And I think that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's got to be it. He's lactose intolerant. Maybe it was the water in Leicester. I don't know yeah, what it is. Feeding him something. Do you not think, though, like turning up at Seagrave is like a re- like the ho- it, it's like turning up at the nicest hotel. Everything looks great. And then you stay there for one night and you realise that it's fucking soulless. Mm. Like, there's probably no service there. You probably have to w- walk miles to get fed. It, oh, this is really shit analogy. Um, no, I like it. But it's it's like I think that's what happens. You turn up, and you go, oh, this is amazing, and then a day later, you're like, oh, mm. I was going to do much some, to it. some some ex girlfriend analogy there um, instead. Gotcha. But, God, well, no, it's, it. it looks beautiful, but not much to it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but back to. A bu- um, what they call a butter face. Everything's nice butter face. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, Frick, come on. We, we are. Um, edit that one out, it's crap. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'm you, embarrassed. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Only if you are going to get us sued, will I edit anything out? Um, right. so look, strangest, worst footballing decisions. Um, the, the Tete one isn't one, it's just a mystery. He's, he can be the biggest mystery, and there's, there's no other. Uh, I'll tell you another one. He wins it. Go on. Well, because we're so nice as a football club, mm. two things come to mind. One, we might not have been able to do a lot about. One, it took us about three and a half years to get a work permit for Lars Knudsen, our set-piece yeah. coach. Like, yeah. Any other club would have kicked off about that. And the other, playing Monday night for three weeks on the spin, when... I think from what I read, you, there's a certain amount of times you can be picked to play Monday or like Sunday early. And we'd already uh, gone over our quota. And then we've basically allowed that without kicking off. Dean Smith mentioned it saying it's not fair. But, you know, if that was Jurgen Klopp, he would have had like, 
he would have had minor strokes and all sorts going on. Mm. Um, <laughs> and yet we just we just allow it to happen. Um, it just we, it, the whole club, which is too nice or too pathetic. There are a couple of things that wound me up. It's mm. a good conspiracy, that Rick. I like that one. Thank you. I, I've got I've got one that it, it's a bit it's a bit Rick Flair. This. Go on. Aside from playing Danny Ward and Boob of Samaria at any point in the season, signing a, a centre half from Stoke who looks half decent and apparently has won the most headers in all of Europe's top five leagues. And, you know, he might have been at fault for a couple of goals. I think there was one at Old Trafford where he was a bit deep. And then just sacking him off and not playing him at all. And then bringing in a lad that's reportedly tried to fill in the manager. And has effectively put himself on strike for a season, getting paid. And lo and behold, he's still shit. And Suter comes back in at Newcastle, plays really well, get a clean sheet. Why sign him if you're not going to play him? Well, he wasn't Dean Smith, was he? That's the that's the problem. Obviously, yeah, Dean. Him. No, obviously, Dean didn't him. fancy him, did he? Um, right then, I think we decide this one then we do one more category um rick i think you've got one so uh strangest footballing decision then i mean i am going to go back quickly to the whole wesley for final one um just because we actually have seen and again rick it, it then all ties into us being too bloody nice you know brighton yeah. they arsenal chelsea wanted to stay, sign caicedo brighton turned around and said no you know you can leave but you'll leave when we're when we're ready you know but what did they yeah. do we faffed around all summer let Fafana stink the place out. Didn't line up any players to, to then come in when he was going to be inevitably sold. Didn't get as much money as what he wanted for him. And I believe we got about £5 million up front, but still it was £70 million quid. And then they didn't have any players lined up. We had just ended up then with, with Wout Fez, um, as opposed to reinvesting what you would have liked to have seen, at least half of that, but it, it never happened. I think that that, again, was a, yeah. a big nail in in our season and so symptomatic of what we are as a football club have just been really poorly run that that deal i just thought was just was, was crap for, for well, they let, yeah and they let levi colwell go on yeah. like we're well, not let because it's not our decision but you know we should have been negotiating if you want for fun or having colwell on loan minimum yeah. if not getting him as part of the deal Mm. Um, Brighton didn't get him as part of the Cucurella deal, but got it separately. And I'm sure they probably had the, that conversation. I agree. That was, in fact, the track, the old transfer the, last summer, yes. you know, saying they needed to sell fringe players to raise funds and then rejecting bids for Pratt for a uh, Samari in the end, or funnying about and um, Monaco decided to go elsewhere and get someone else. The whole thing was just like so. Mm. Just mind bending. I don't know. So yeah, I, I, if that's the the one, the Fafana, I agree, and Schmeichel and all that nonsense. Yeah, George. Yeah, I just thought of it. Um, we sacked Brendan Rogers or Rogers left. Yes, by yes. mutual consent, and had two, nobody lined up two months ago. Mm. We still haven't got a manager. Still haven't got a yeah. manager. Yeah, um, we. And let's be honest, the writing was on the wall after the Forest game last season or in the summer. Sack him then. Or yeah. some to spend. I mean, to, to be fair, just not replacing with anyone. Yeah, yeah. But it, 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 it was also the timing of it that he sacked him. Yeah, and everyone, everyone looked at it thinking, "Oh, makes sense. We've got two home games here. We bring in a new manager and get a bit of a bounce." Um, and no, they didn't have anyone lined up at all, and we lost and both of those games. And then went Stanley. down by a point. And yeah. add to the, add to that that two weeks before was international break, 
So he let that fester, then lost yep. the palace, then wasted another two weeks. Yeah, right. George, I've changed my mind. I'm with you actually on that one. When you, you'd had your manager on the brink of being sacked all season, and then when you finally sacked him, you had no idea who you were going to appoint. And then about a month later, we ended up with, with Dean Smith and things didn't improve whatsoever. Um, yeah, let's round this one up. Jack, Jordan, Rick, um, those are your nominations. Shemichael, Fafana, uh, the January transfer window of the wingers, um, and then um, Brendan's sacking. I am going to go with Brendan sacking and then not having anyone lined up. Um, and then to hear that they didn't have anyone lined up and because they hadn't actually thought about sacking at any point, I think is genuinely hilarious. So that's my vote. Jack? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Brendan. George? George? Could be a clean sweep. I'm going to go for that as well. Rick? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go with that. Just one thing on that, not wanting to prolong it too much, but do you think, I, I'm now more convinced, we didn't sack him, he has to go, hence why we had yeah. no, absolutely yeah. no plan. I think they were more than, they were head buried in the sand, they were hoping that Rodgers would yeah. sort it out. I Rick, think he didn't want relegation mm. and it, on his CV. He said, I'm going, and they've said, all right. And then yeah. again, they didn't have no, they had no plan. I genuinely believe that was the first it conversation. It was mutual consent, wasn't yeah. it? So That was the first yeah. conversation they had at any point about his future. And if they'd had that conversation in the summer, Brendan would have said the exact same thing then, but they never they never had that conversation with him. I'm absolutely certain of it. And it's the first time they sat down. They're like, oh, okay, <laughs> you, you can leave then. And they wasted 10 months. Um, oh, I so, wish yeah. you'd said sooner. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Said. Rick, have you got a category for us? Yeah, let, let's. We'll, we'll this is quick. the last one. Last yeah. worst Brazilian left-footed right wing. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. but best yeah. debut of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that might have been Marcus Ben best oh, debut. Yeah. Anyway, um, online. The my favourite Leicester player bollocking Danny Ward on the pitch moment of the season because there was a portfolio, weren't there? Danny yeah, Ward I mean, bollocking it, someone or someone bollocking well, Danny Ward. More like Danny Ward doing something and then the player and then they're having an argument and the player's just genuinely like, what the fuck are you going on about? Indeed, at Brighton. That was up there. Fafana had a row with him, I think, at Arsenal. Evans had a um had one with him. Um obviously there was the Castan I think Castagna had a couple, but Castagne. the Castagna one with it nearly let that. I mean, it's got to be that one where it was nearly the best own goal of all time. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like they were fine. jockeying for seeing it. It was like, do you know when you're walking down the, like, down a corridor and there's yes. someone opposite you and you're like, you go what? Well, and you, your brain, it's like yeah. magnets and you can't. And, and it was like that with them two and nearly yeah. led to uh, running it in the net. Um, there's probably other ones that you have falling out with because, I mean, it, it was calamitous, wasn't it? But yeah, mm. what, what you've got to. It's the only comfort you can take out of him playing for three quarters of the season was having to see the others going, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm to play with him. Mm, yeah, I think the, the Indeedy and the Castagna one, Jack is going to take some beating. Castagna, I reckon. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Because um, just the Castagna has a real like way about him of looking absolutely stunned at things happening on the football pitch. But... Uh, we've not mentioned it, but the fact that he just pushed Calvert-Lewin over in a yeah. really important game, just yeah. quite comically, and then looking really stunned about it as if someone else did it. Um, but his face at that point was pretty good. Yeah. George? Jordan? 
sorry, man, I couldn't get off mute. Off mute. Um, <laughs> right. I'm going to go Castagna and the nearly the best own goal I've ever seen. Mm. And we we haven't even done um, the category for best own goal, um, but I think we can all just agree that that Vout has, has won that one. Um, Only three own goals were there. How many own goals were there? No, Vout fast two, Sousa, Everson yeah. at uh, Palace, Palace. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah. oh, that was that was a bit unlucky. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it I is mean, no goal though. It is. Yeah. When, when was the last time we had something like that go for us? I can't remember. Never. Yeah, when you're down there, you really get no look, do you? That's 2016, all. probably. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> well, actually, no, probably the FA Cup final. Yeah. Which is, the great, which is the greatest bit of all time. It will forever make me smile. Right. Um, do we have any more categories? I think well, I'm quite happy to end it there because I think we've got to do a who are you and then have a quick chat about where we're at um, in terms of managers yeah. and players go. Um, I know Jack needs to go shortly. So um, shall we do who are you? Yeah. Go for it. I'm up, aren't I? Yes, right. Yeah, that's okay. music. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? Wait a minute. Who are you? Mm. Interestingly, actually, um, as I've mentioned before, that this game I used to do many years ago on another radio show where I used to do it with non-league footballers. Um, but it's soon actually to come to TalkSport. So um, as of next week, there's going to be a new show, which I'm doing. Still the same time, but we're going to be doing a new game. We used to kind of play birthday game, which was obviously guessing how old people were, celebrities and sports people were. But we're going to change it up and it's going to be who are you, believe it or not, suggested by myself. And uh, oh, come on. Yes, you can. So all you got to do is wake up at 5.45 a.m., call TalkSport. Yeah, exactly. Thought as much. And I'll get you live on, mate, and you can play. No, I will. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You just have to ring up each day under a different name because you win every (laughs) single time. Um, But, Rick, I think it's only fair, isn't it, for the last one of the season or the last one. I don't know, ever. I mean, I've just thought, I mean, maybe we change it up for next season and have a different game. Who knows? Um, But, Rick. Catch it. You are, yeah, we're going to do catch it. You are literally ridiculously good at this game. And I don't think enough was made of it last week in the caravan, how you knew the fact that Peter Gilbert, his real name yeah. wasn't Peter Gilbert. I mean, I don't know anybody else who knows that. It's bonkers how good you are at this. Well, I don't know, mate. I'm very modest. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the only thing I'm good at, I think. It's a gift. It really is. So, look... Um, <laughs> Can, can, so yeah, so this is the final one anyway of the season. You're in charge because we're all fed up if you okay. win every week. H- have you got a good one? Uh, yeah, I hope so. Uh, I hope it's uh, it's one of those where it could be really difficult or could just be got quite quickly. So you never know, do you? Right. Like that. That's what how we like to to play it. So his name it no, not really. Right, <laughs> he was born on the fifteenth of January. 1992. Okay. So he's 31. Yep. Okay. He's still playing now, which won't be a surprise, in Scotland. Right. Jack Hobbs. No. No. I'd, I'd, Cox, I'd, by the way, Lee Cox. I'd... Who? Lee Cox. No. I would love it for George to finally win one. 
I'm surprised George knows who Lee Cox is. Yeah, I know. Well, he's uh, got a score with him. Well, I used to play against him a few times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it would be a story. It would be a story. When I was about six. Next clue? Yep, please. Yeah, Harris, Harrison Paniatu. No. Oh, no, 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 but good. He didn't ever make a competitive appearance for Leicester. <laughs> Oh, Great. Yeah. Okay. But Did he play in a cup game? No, he was on the bench. <laughs> he, he was on the bench against Swansea in the FA Cup January 2010 was his first sort of seance into his career at Leicester. He came through our academy. He was born in Sutton in Ashfield, if that helps. <laughs> Made the bench once. I don't think, by the way... It's not Eric Aldiambo, is it? Because we've had him. No, yeah. he came on. No, he, he, it's not that he only made the bench once. That was the first time he made... He okay. got... Um, I have got a clue which that's Leicester-related next mm. that might help you. It's not Luke O'Neill, is it? No. no he played, he played <laughs> once. He played once. Um, I don't think, though, we've had a single one this season, Rick, where they've made zero appearances. I think I know, it's, a bit, it's a bit, not, but I'm hoping that this next clue that I give you or the one after, yeah. that you'll, you might then get it because it, you should, you'll remember the game. Is he okay. a goalkeeper? That's what I was thinking. He's not a goalkeeper. So the next clue I'll give you, he went on loan five times before leaving us permanently in 2012. Tom Hopper? No. He's no, the next age. clue was he didn't get his ring piece licked in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. Are you ready for the clip? Right, so this is the clue that I think might help. So, although he never made a competitive appearance for us, he did score the only goal in a pre-season friendly at home against... Sunderland, Martin O'Neill's Sunderland. We won one nil in the summer of 2012 under Pearson. Centre half. This is a good one. George Taft. No, that's a good shout though. It's a good one. It's about similar, well. similar career. Oh, I know what he looks like. I um, know him. Is it Nathaniel Roturner? No. Another oh. good one. Do you, want, do you need he another an absolute, clue? He was an absolute unit. Yes. Ooh. Oh, I can't. I know what he looks like. I just can't remember his name. Um, he's got a very square head. Yes, I'm looking at him now, mate. He's like a, he's like a, he's like Maguire, but I can't remember his name. Yes. I'm not going to get I, it. I know it. I know it. Tom Parks. Yes. 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 Oh, that's so annoying. Jack, you oh, helped well me there. You said he looked like Maguire. I wouldn't have got it without that. I would have been nowhere near. Sorry. I, w- I was never going to get you it You were anyway, very quiet but... again, George, after Lee no. Cox, I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'm saying is if he's never Shot your bolts played, and done. If he's never played a competitive game, I, you know, I've got no chance of it. <laughs> well, Lee Cox wouldn't have done, would he? No, but I was clutching no. at straws. Oh, mate, I feel like you need half a point for the year, Lee Cox. It was... It was I like it. Although, although Lee Cox did end up playing in Scotland, I think. Mm. Did he? Uh, well, well, yeah. Yeah. Have a look. Right, yeah. let's level the playing field next year and get a game that George can participate in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Lee Cox. Did you play at Inverness? 67 games for Inverness, yeah. There we are. Wow. Oh, he's currently at Colville. We were doing well, aren't they? So. Lovely stuff. All right, then. Well, that was the last one of the season. Um, again, don't know what we're going to do about more podcasts throughout the course of the uh, the off-season as such, but I suppose that once we've actually got maybe a manager and some players, we'll, we'll do one. Um, but yeah, so let's have a, a chat then, shall we, about where we're at in terms of searching for a manager and, and getting rid of players and, and signing on some players. So um, as we understand, I don't think as we, we, we really quite know, as always, there's, there's loads of rumours, but no manager at the moment. We think Dean Smith... lots of in the nose again. on Twitter. Yeah, I know. There, there are, and I'm, I'm having quite a lot of fun, Lots actually. of people who know the exact inner mm. workings of our club, yeah. don't they? There, there, there is. Rick's but, been replaced by a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Ask what her opinion is. <laughs> <laughs> but look, uh, Dean Smith, I don't know why they're, they're messing around. They Because I don't get this, because... He's been there for a couple of months. You either know if you think he should be the manager or not. But anyway, Dean Smith apparently has been interviewed. I'm seeing names linked to Venzo Maresca, who is at um, Man City, who's Pep's one of his assistants, one of his coaches, although he's also been linked with Celtic. And I'm now hearing apparently he's going to go there. And then I've also heard Steven Gerrard and, and Scott Parker as well. But by all accounts, I think both of those guys are also um, rumoured to be linked with, with Leeds as well. So let's start with the manager before the players. Yeah, for me, I don't really quite understand why there's still some kind of uncertainty around Dean Smith. I don't understand why you'd need to interview him again. You know the guy, he's been there for a couple of months. You either want him to be the manager or you don't. You know, he's effectively had like an audition. You know, so I don't know what they're, they're going to find out in a job interview, which they haven't worked out or found out already. So he either should be the manager or he shouldn't be in the running for the job. That's that's how I see it. And, and looking at the, the list of of potential candidates of Gerard and Parker. Um, I don't fancy either. I really don't, but I've got a sneaking suspicion. I'm not going to be happy, whoever the manager is. Um, and then Enzo Maresca, I suppose, is slightly more exciting because he's Pep's assistant. Whether he's any good, I have absolutely no idea. I just kind of don't really like the idea of Parker and Gerard because I know well, what I know of them. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, Jack, Dean Smith... Can you understand why he's been interviewed again? Has he not just effectively done a two-month interview? Yeah. No, no, I can't understand. What, what, what are you mm. asking him? Like, yeah. What, what, what are you going to find out? What are you going to find out? You know him. He's been, been are you months. the only I, man that's yeah. used his 59 pence gel from the corner shop? It's <laughs> a great question. Yeah. I mean, what you could just ask him, Oh, I just, I just, I just yeah, don't why? think he's a good fit either, because the players that he's gonna, the players that are gonna be left with, he didn't pick anyway, so they've already mm. got the hunt with it. Christiansen and Suter are about the only players that don't, well, won't leave because they've only just signed, mm. and he didn't play them. So and Gisbeal, arguably, arguably. Um, so he's already pissed them off, and he wasn't very good anyway. Mm. So, no, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, get any it. of it. I've mm. really run out of patience with this. I mean, it's, it's like it's come as a great big surprise to them. Oh, fuck, we got relegated. How did that mm. happen? Yeah, I know, I know. And I actually tweeted this the other day that oh, no. we, we, we've been we've been talking. We've been talking so much, haven't we, about the fact that, you know, we want to get to the end of the season. It's an opportunity for, to reset, you know, purge. But... I don't uh, think we. I don't think we are going to reset. I think, I, think... I think they've spent two weeks going. Oh, how the <laughs> hell did that happen, guys? 
Mm. I, th- and I then think... going, oh, we're going to have to sell some players. Isn't it? Oh, mm. that's probably, yeah. probably like Monday, they'll probably go, oh, shit, we haven't got a manager. Mm. Mm. I, I think ah. we are going to press replay. And I think next season is going to be just as um, bad as, as the, the one we've just seen. I do genuinely believe that. And I know that um, that may sound dead miserable for, for people listening, but I'm afraid that is how I, how I see it. I just do not trust the people whatsoever who are running this football club to get this many decisions right. And the fact that they still haven't done anything, um, the fact that John Rudkin will still be there that next season, you know, you, people are sat there waiting for news in terms of hoping that he, he may or may, he may, might lose his job. He's not going to lose his job. You know, this man is going to oversee hiring our new manager and he's going to oversee buying, I mean, like God knows how many players, but we need lots. And in terms of then negotiating these deals and, and sales that we've got as well with Madison and, and Barnes, I just think this is going to rumble on and on and on. And then come the end of the, the January transfer of January, uh, summer transfer window, I don't think we're going to be ready. I, I really don't. And I don't trust the quality of the, the manager you're bringing or the players. And I'm have- sorry, that's miserable, but that's how I feel. I have a prediction about the start of next season. Sorry, I'll, mm. I'll stop talking in a minute and let these boys. I reckon we'll start the season with about 14 senior players. Mm, maybe. And yeah. one of them will be Dennis Pratt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a transfer deadline day loan move again and then yeah. on a free at the end of it, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. So, so, yeah. I mean, Rick, where are you at with the, the manager situation? Um, I presume you don't want. Dean Smith to come back. I mean, the thing is with me, right? I, I'm, I'm so unenthused by Parker and Gerard. I would, I would actually prefer Dean Smith to those two. And I know people may well agree with that. I know it's. I mean, I don't really want any of them, but I think I would rather Dean Smith than those two. I mean, I don't think there's a great deal between Dean Smith and Scott Parker in. Well, no, Smith's got more credentials in the Premier League because he kept Villa up and then mm. he got Villa that, that season before Grealish left. They they were very good for a long while and then fell away. He's then, his Norwich career, not great, but then again, he, he left when they are in the playoffs and they bombed after that anyway. He's come in here and he came in too late. I, 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 don't, I don't think what he's done here... He made some strange decisions, but the, deci- the the decisions he made that were the strangest seemed to them be okay, like the Wolves game and, and the Newcastle game. It's the the some other decisions he made that you know, I'm not happy with the, the the team selection of players was odd, like as as we've covered, Sutar not playing really, really weird. Almost forgive him once he played him against Newcastle and he had man of the match performance if he then started last game of the season against West Ham. But to then sack him again, it doesn't sack him, to, to drop him again, just, I've got sacking on the brain. But um, yeah, that that for me, I, I wouldn't bother with him. Scott Parker, I'm not overly enthralled by, but then he's two, you know, two promotions. You can't sniff at that. So, you know, we're probably not, you know, yes, we're going to be a big draw in the championship, but we also need to realise where we're at. So maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick him, but if that's where they go, so be it. Mm. Gerard, you know, he's a pipe dream whether he's going to be any good or not right now because, you know, Villa was so bad and then Emery's come in and done so well. It's pretty damning then what Gerard, you know, the job he did there. There's part of me that does think Gerard will eventually be quite a good manager. So then why not 
we are probably the perfect club for him to come in when his reputation's down. Uh, and to, But I don't know. You know, as you say, the likes of Maresca or Kieran McKenna, they feel more exciting because they haven't yet failed. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. that's probably... But, you know, that, that is... At the level we're now at, it's, it's you know, the Vincent company that you give a chance to, that then they have that mind-blowing season and then you're like, brilliant. Because it's hard to think, let's pick a manager that probably isn't good enough when we get back up. Mm. It's the same as signing players. I don't want to sign Tom Kearney because as soon as we get back up, I want him gone. But that's sometimes what you need to do. So I'm really torn on where we go. But right yeah. now, all the managers we're linked with, I think tonight we've been linked with that Carl Hufkins or however you pronounce it. He yeah. was at Club Brugge, um, who Scott Parker incidentally followed and, and lasted even less time than him. So maybe the remit right now is, right, what manage, pool of managers can we choose? Ooh, whoever managed Club Brugge. And <laughs> funnily enough, apparently he was interviewed for Leuven a couple of years ago. And right. I suspect John Rookin interviewed him because he is also one of his many jobs is director of football at Leuven, director of horse racing, academy director, director of football at Leicester. So going back to what you were just saying about how we sort out this summer, Rookin's going to be expected to turn over 20, 30 players, new manager, look after the horse racing empire, sign all those players for Leuven, sell players. It's just, it's time. He ain't going anywhere, is he, sadly? But no. get a sporting director in and let him, you know, be above him and, you know, doing whatever he needs to do as the king power, but the voice of football and whatever sport they're involved in. Let him do that. But get someone on the ground who knows what they're doing and do it that way. Then it's not a sacking, is it? It's not. They can save face, which in Thailand is massive, isn't it? So, you know, you're not unloyal if, if Rukin has to... Do a do a more overseeing role and get someone in in as a sporting director. That would be my single recommendation. They do this summer, but they won't. So I don't know. But yeah, Kieran McKenna again worked under Rookin supposedly, didn't he? As a, in the academy years and years ago. No, mm. love Briuni. Get him in. Yeah, and and George love Brendan Jordan. I was going to say. Like I was going to say Kieran McKenna. Brendan Rogers is his hero. Music to your ears. <laughs> I agree with what you both said there. Um, I, I think we were saying earlier, I'm not really enthused by any of the options, but that's because of the, the, the uh, sorry state we find ourselves in. You know, you all know I'm a big Rogers fan. We've gone from a manager that's finished fifth twice with us, eighth and won a cup, to discussing um, whether we'd give it Dean Smith. Yeah. I think I think the Dean Smith thing, and to borrow an analogy off Jake, I think I think the club are waiting to see if anyone else wants it, and if no one else does, they're going to give it Smith. And I feel a bit sorry for him, really, because I think I think that's like it's like having a girlfriend, being with a girl, <laughs> and thinking, well, she'll do. Uh, you know, if no one else wants to be with me, I'll just be with her. Yeah. <laughs> but if something better comes along, I'll I'll get rid of her and I'll I'll get him in. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the lad from Man City, was it? Maresca. Yeah. A huge risk, an absolutely huge risk. You're not going to be able to play the kind of football that they're coaching at Man City in the Championship. I mean, you, you could argue that Burnley have done it, but we haven't got any players. So, 
Um, I, I do like Scott Parker. I've got to say, I like. I, I think he's done a good it's job. Because he wears tight trousers. And he was England captain as well, and I've met him before. Nice bloke. Good. He's a good lad. He's a good lad. Um, but like Rick said, you don't want to be getting a manager in that you get up, and then you're like, oh, we'll get rid of him because he's not good mm. enough for the Prem. But yeah. like I say, that that's his, that's the position we find ourselves in. I don't think anyone wants to particularly come to, to the club because. You know, if, if, I do, if I think, will Dean Smith get us back up? Probably not. But would any of the others get us up? Probably not. I mean, I feel like it's a bit like Sunday League at the minute, where you know you get to the end of the season and you think, are we carrying on next year? Yeah. We, well, he said he's not going to sign on. We've only got we've only got six definites that are going to sign on. Well, that, that's what Leicester are like at the minute. We've, we've only got about six players. I mean, who wants to come in and oversee this, this transition? And I, I've already accepted that we're going to be in the bottom half and we're mm. not going to be in the Premier League for 10 years. We might, have to, top... do a, we might have to do a merger, Jord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who, would we, who would we merge we'll, with? We'll amalgamate with uh, yeah. Harper Town Tigers. or Colville. Yeah, Tigers. Bob <laughs> um, Rick's point with Tom Kearney, I, I think that's an interesting one because I'd take him. And I think, again, there is a good player in there somewhere. And sometimes it just goes He's stale. He's got the worst strut I've ever seen. <laughs> but he, he, he might benefit from a fresh start. But somewhere. he doesn't walk He's like a normal person. He's 32, though. Yeah. He's nearly 33. He, he, yeah, but we'll only sign like him a normal person. Deal, mate, so. yeah. I'm not against it, but it's like it's coming back to the manager. That, like, it's hard to get really excited about those players that yeah. you know are only to get you back up. But that's what's needed. We've got to give our heads a wobble and know that that's what's needed. It's so difficult to suddenly be like, just get a manager who gets us up. We'll worry about that when we get up. Yeah, that's probably what we'll have to do, but it's hard to pick that, isn't it? Well, again, you know, you've alluded to it, Jake. I don't really trust the people who are making the decisions above the manager. And we're going to have one of the biggest... We'll have the biggest budget in the the Football League. We'll be the biggest club in that league, in that 72. We'll be the biggest club by a long way. And, you know, you've seen what we've done with money. Our best players cost a tenner normally. You've seen when we've got a lot of money in the Prem, what we do with it. We just squander it. And if we if we squander it in the Football League, we'll be back in League One before you know it. And I mean, I, I, I would take Kearney for a year or two, but we, we wouldn't do that. We'd give him a five-year deal on yeah. about 100 grand a week. We would. Hmm. He's, um, he is on big money at Fulham. He is. And, and again, it kind of goes back to that point of how have we gone? And I know we, we need to kind of get over this, but how have we gone from, you know, Brendan Rodgers being linked with, you know, every big club in, in the Premier League to then, you know, discussing whether it's Dean Smith or, you know, someone else. And how have we gone from, from James Madison to then potentially Tom Kearney? It just, it, it, it hurts so much how quickly and how far we've, we've fallen that the fact we're having these conversations, it, it genuinely is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a bit painful. And I, I do think we are in store for, um, but just, I don't think, I don't think we, we, we tried to have this chat at the back end of last season, like predicting what would happen next year. I have absolutely no idea what we're going to do next season. I mean, naturally, the bookies have us as, as one of the favourites, but I don't think anyone can predict at all what Leicester's going to happen. I really don't. I have, I have absolutely no idea. And um, Jackie, I think you need to, to, to pop off. So, uh, mate, thank you very much indeed. Um, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Um, Got an early start mate. tomorrow, so I apologise. But uh, nice no, to see no you worries, all. No mate. Good lad. See, see you, you later. Soon, see you later. Yeah.
Um, yeah, look, let, let's, I mean, look to wrap up now anyway and do some kind of any other business. But yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at. And I hate the fact that um, I am being miserable on the pod. <laughs> I, I do. I, I, I don't mean to be. But it is just, it is, it is just being honest. It's how I feel. Um, I'm, as things stand, I'm not looking forward to next season at all. You know, and there was part of me when we did get relegated, I was thinking, okay, championship will be fun. It is something different. I convinced myself that. But then the football club already, despite the fact um, it's only been a few weeks, they, they give me the, the the fear again that they just don't know what they're doing. Um, and just so little is happening. And look, they could well surprise us and negotiate some decent deals in terms of getting the players out the door and then bringing in some, some exciting, young, fresh players that have spent the last 12 months scouting. Um, but I just think that, Rick, I think that's highly unlikely. I think they've they've kind of shown us already exactly the way they operate. And it's it's not that, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, you're right. Like they could surprise us. Um, they they have done in the past. I do think we we have probably been quite fortunate. There's been an, a big chunk of fortune over the years. There's got to have been. So can they? Do they get a slice of fortune again by you know somebody applying for the the job that then turns out to be immense because we yeah. don't trust them being able to go and recruit a manager and unearth one. You never know. Likewise with the place theoretically. As Jordan says, we're likely to have one of the biggest budgets the championship's ever seen because Madison's going for 40 plus million. Barnes is likely to go for similar. Castagna will go for 15 mil. And Diddy, we might get 10 million for. Samari, 10 years fast. You clock all that up. And even if we decide to learn our lesson and not spend it all, we're still going to spend a good chunk of that. And if you spend that money on, Young players with a point to prove. Players that come into us is a step up as opposed to uh, whatever. You know, we we can really build. It's an opportunity to really build something again. But there's no... Right now, there seems to be no plan. Again, the club's so secretive. How can you have confidence that there's a plan? If they're a bit more like open with their intentions... Now, I know they're not going to tell us, you know war and peace on what they're doing, but you just want a little bit of something that you're like, no, they, they, they've understood the gravity of the situation here. They're learning the lesson. You know, the reason why we, we think they're not is no one's going to lose their job. Okay. It's not all about losing their job. That's a serious thing, but you know, in big business, that's what happens. No one's going to lose their job off the field in the board, in the boardroom. We still not got a manager. It just is so difficult to think that we are going to do anything. You're right. It's, it, it, I just, I'm as negative as you are, Jake. I'm a very negative mm-hmm. man. And I actually worry what happens if I was positive on this pod. I wouldn't have a lot to say. But um, who knows? Let's just hope that they do get a manager in and sort it out. But it, yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, we're, we're still waiting for the results of this end of season review. Um, yeah, I look forward to that. Obviously, never being shared. What was that um, political thing with Boris Johnson and then Sue Gray? Was that it? The, the report. Yeah, was, yeah. Which, it's going to be one of them, isn't it? it is. <laughs> we're going to hear about this 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 report, and we're, we're never ever going to hear the findings or see the findings of it because absolutely nothing will happen. Um, George, I'm going to leave the final words um, with you, mate. In terms of any other business, um, what do you want to say before we finish up? I've got, I've got no any other business, but like you know, going back to the start of the the pod, it's just enjoyable not to have your weekend ruined by by Leicester losing. Um, the weather's been amazing. I'm off to Malta next week for the England game, and then 
fly straight back to Edgebaston for day three. Um, the Aussies looking pretty ominous at the Oval against India the last few days, but um, looking forward to you know just filling my time with something other than football, a bit of cricket, a bit of golf. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we end up doing it all, all over again in August, don't we? Mm-hmm. Strap ourselves in for 46 league games of it. Yeah, can't wait. And Rick, sorry, mate, a, a quick mention of, of Tielemans. I, I yeah. know we haven't re- re-discussed him, have we, tonight? Well, no, and I think, I genuinely think this is the, the last 24, 48 hours. The, the, the outcome of all of this is probably what's hit home most about our demise. Um, now, it probably says as much about Tielemans and what's happened the last couple of years as it does us, but, you know... Two years ago, he, he came out to a guard of honour after we uh, sadly didn't get top four against Tottenham and he had tears in his eyes. And there was a general feeling that he was off because we failed to get Champions League again and he was a player that deserved Champions League. He just won us the FA Cup. And, you know, he opted not to sign a new deal and he's run it down and we've either not moved him on when we should have done lowering the asking price, etc., whatever. But he's now signed for a football club that have achieved what, well, they've not achieved what we'd achieved. They'd achieved what we'd achieved and we were disappointed with. You know, Conference League, we were disappointed when we dropped into that last season. Now, okay, Villa are on the up. They're spending money like it's going out of fashion. You know, it's all, they, 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 you know, the, there is a bit of impetus there. But, you know, it's he, just ridiculous. We're going to have other players that are going to leave us and join clubs that were worse than us. And it's like, okay, you know, nothing lasts forever. We should have moved these players on earlier, whatever. But th- that is the sad fact. We, we have been run into the ground by management, coaches, board, whatever, and the players. The players have run us into the ground and those same players are then going to go to clubs worse than we were before we've been run into the ground. And that's what stings. Mm. So fuck him. And I loved it. I, I was like, Jordan, though, you know, I watched that video and all he's done for us, I love Telemans, but mm. doing Villa. Yeah. I joked yesterday, it's like finding out that your ex is shacked up with Anthony Worrell-Thompson. <laughs> and nothing against Anthony, great chef other than his misdemeanor when he got caught nicking up Tesco. But, um, you know, it's not good enough. We're better no. than that. No. And, and look, Rick, I, and I agree, and um, I've tweeted this a couple of times, and people think I should be a little bit more, um, I'm not sure what the word is, but I, I'm, I'm quite cold towards Tielemans. You know, and I, I, and I am. You know, I do think that, yes, you know, you were amazing in the FA Cup final and, you know, before that. But for two years... For two years, he has been a massive part. Not, you know, I'm talking, there's loads of parts to this, but he has been a part of this team which has been failing. And he has been mm. massively below the levels which he showed he was at. You know, so to then leave the football club because the club isn't where you want it to be, whilst failing to recognise your own role in that, it drives me insane. You know, Leicester and we made him f- captain yes, for a lot of Le- it. Exactly. Leicester were fifth. And had just won the FA Cup and he decided he wasn't going to sign a new contract because he thought he was better than that. Two yeah. years on, he's now signing for seventh place Aston Villa. That is a, a reflection on him, not Leicester. You know, and he's played a yeah. massive part in that in terms of Leicester's downfall as well. And look, I will always be thankful for him in terms of that FA Cup. It was a great day. 
It's great memories that will stay with me forever. But I, I have the same level of apathy towards him as I do any other player that's going to leave this football club. I honestly don't think he cares anywhere near as much as I think people want to believe he does. You know, he thought he was better than us for two years and he's taken his foot off the gas. His own career has stagnated and he's wasted two years. Aston Villa are a club on the up. I've got nothing against them. It's not an awful move for him, but you must be having a laugh if you're telling me that two years ago when he turned down that contract, he envisaged moving to Aston Villa. He wanted Arsenal. He wanted Real Madrid. He wanted Liverpool and he's got Villa and that's on him. Um, so look, you know, I've said my farewells, fine. But honestly, I'm not going to give it kind of a, a, another moment's thought or um, any sleepless night over it. I'm genuinely not. Um, so, yeah, quite a miserable way to end that one, wasn't it? No, I like it. Sums it up. Yeah, right. Um, quick then reminder for this live pod, 29th of July, buzzing for this. Um, at the Memphis Hub, Wigston, I've tweeted out a link. It is there now. Um, I can't remember exactly how many tickets off the top of my head. Um, I'm, I want to say they will sell fast. I've absolutely no idea if they will or they won't. Um, but just to be super safe, um, get in now and, um, yeah, uh, get your tickets, please, for that um, 29th of July. Tickets online. All the money's going to charity. A Leicester legend will be there. We'll let you know who that is as and when we know when it is ourselves. And, yeah, hoping as well, Jersey Bud's going to be there for some for some music. So lads, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much indeed. We will be back um, once we've got some more news for you. Hopefully a manager and some players. So um, yeah, kind of nostalgically um, playing out tonight's episode is the music we used to have, Rick, right at the back of this podcast when you weren't part of it. But I'm sure you remember exactly what this sounded like. Um, but look, Thanks once again for listening and we'll catch you um, all very, very soon. Podcast Network.